Hey, Evan. Hi. All right, this is the, the promised introduction. Okay, so the episode that we recapped last week was called Perestroika. Correct. Do you remember what Perestroika means? It's like Russian for some kind of order being reestablished. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, so the idea is that it means like restructuring, rebuilding. So I was thinking if we perestroikaed our podcast, basically we would just like change around the order. So that would mean I would just be the vocal talent and then you would have to do all of the hard work of editing it. Is that what we you should, want? I think we should perestroika this. <laughs> no, actually, that's not what I want. I like editing it. I just you want actually you like to appreciate how much work I do. <laughs> or then maybe not give me a B minus. I mean, you definitely do the lion's share of the effort. I That is the objective truth. Thank you. So speaking of perestroikaing, would you like to perestroika the grade that you gave me at the end of last episode? Restructure it? Yeah, restructure it in a more positive way, like where I get an A+. I mean, if I put the minus sign before, after the B, before the B, minus B, like, no, I don't No, I really think you understand. need to restructure the whole thing, like, um... That's not a restructuring, that's just me changing to it. it. Like, take 18 from yourself and give 18% to me, so that you have, like, a 75 and I have a 100 Why would I have a 75? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just fair striking. <laughs> I feel like that's, yeah. Yeah, I feel like our Russian listeners are going to love this. I apologize, Russia, but I'm Evan not made apologize. me do this all intro. All that meddling, so. <laughs> all of that political meddling. I mean, I'm Canadian. It doesn't affect me at all. Anyway, uh, welcome to our podcast about Russian Russia. affairs. Yeah, it's actually about the 2014 show Selfie, which... Um, I was trying to figure out how to use the word perestroika again, but I, I got nothing. Which perestroika uh, <laughs> uh My Fair Lady. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. perestroika My Fair Lady. Yeah, great. Excellent. Thank you. Anyway, yeah, 2014 show called Selfie, starring John Cho and Karen Gillan. It got 13 episodes before it was not perestroika It was just killed. And uh, this is a podcast devoted to recapping and then commenting on every episode. So this week, what we're doing is sort of looking at the 11th episode, which we covered last week. You can go listen to that wherever you found this podcast, episode of this podcast. And we're just going to do a little bit of a deeper dive. I'm going to pick it apart a little more. We're just going to do a more of an in-depth conversation. Hey, listen to me talk about selfie. Cancel by BC in 2014, evaluating selfie. We're still hoping for season two. I did want to talk about why this episode was called Perestroika, why we think it was called that. Because ostensibly, they restructured their relationship. Okay, I guess that's what I was thinking. But, like, did they? Because it feels like they just ended up back where they were at the beginning. So, like, did they really restructure it or did they just reestablish the same thing? But, I mean, I think you could argue that with the episode prior, In Perfect Harmony, and the episode before that, the title of which I can't remember, they had already undergone some heavy restructuring. 
So it was kind of like status quo, and then they restructured it into this weird, like, romantic tension, and then they had to restructure it again to bring it back to the status quo. It's not perfect. I I also think um, maybe the episode title just isn't as fitting as it could be. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there is a strong argument for that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, when I read it, I was like, oh, this is, like, a thing that people must say, like, perestroika, but when I was looking it up, like, it's really only used to talk about, like, Russian politics. So I wanted to talk about something in particular, and I'm realizing that while I haven't necessarily been focusing in on aspects of these episodes that I could see kind of um, continued on and focused in on in future potential seasons, I have kind of been shining a spotlight on specific aspects. Okay, basically what I mean is I haven't been I haven't been thinking ahead that much. <laughs> but I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. What I would like to okay. um, what I would like to take a closer look at is Eliza's financial irresponsibility. Okay. What about it? Or or really her financial state. Okay. Because I think that while this isn't explicit and is very likely my own personal reading or interpretation of the events that took place in the episode. I think there's something to be said about Eliza's, not so much it being a matter of her irresponsibility, which, I mean, it certainly is, but also, like, her youth and her general age sort of being a contributing factor. About her financial state? Yeah, like, look at this young person who doesn't know how money works. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it also maybe talks a little bit about how successful she's been in a way, is that she has not really had to worry about money because, like, it seems like she's doing pretty all right in terms of her income. Yeah. So maybe it's just that this is when it's reached a point where, like, she actually can't keep up anymore. I mean, for me, it's just kind of like I still don't fully understand how taxes work. Yeah. Uh, Full disclosure to all of our many, many listeners... Uh, I just, when I do my taxes, I just go to H&R Block. Yeah. And I know it costs money, but it also is just a load off my mind. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I only very recently figured out how insurance works. That's good that now you know that. (laughs) Uh, I mean, uh, or like benefits and that kind of, because I have them now. But still, I, I think that there's just like, there's a lot that... Um, I want to say people of a certain age demographic don't have a strong grasp on. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm sort of like, if this particular episode was mm-hmm. remade today, I, I was just um, sort of seeing it as sort of having these additional elements tossed in. Because because I think it is, look, I'm like, I'm we're both 28, if I remember correctly. And I'm sure your life is uh, more put together than mine is. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but yeah, just this idea that like as as millennials uh, in right now in the year of our Lord 2018, mm-hmm. you know, like not really understanding how life works and and sort of being like thrown into the thick of things. I mean, maybe I could have said that a few years earlier. Um, <laughs> In my own life, but but I think I think that's like a strong I think that that's a strong element in this generation. 
Yeah, I, I don't know um, how other generations maybe dealt with it, but I do think that there's definitely like there's a prolonged period where you don't feel like you need to know how everything works. Whereas I feel like maybe like our parents' generation or in between, you know, it was more like you have to know, like almost immediately. I like I don't fully understand how like my parents learned about how to file taxes. Yeah, I don't know. I think just trial and error. <laughs> Hopefully not error because then you're in trouble. Yeah. Right? Like I I'm sure that it must have been there must have been some kind of like support system. Yeah. Or by which they came to understand these things. Yeah, and I think also maybe, like, we're less likely to ask for people to teach us how to do things because we assume, like, when we need to know, we'll look it up. And I feel that, like, even more so with, like, the generation after us is that, like, they don't even think to ask questions because they're like, well, I'll just look it up, you know, when I need to know it. I was also sort of thinking about selfie because I've been reading a lot of articles and uh, my own free time, not on company time. <laughs> okay. Um, and and again, uh, the year of our Lord twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. There's a certain sort of cultural climate that yeah. we live in. Do you know? People are always like, are. I was reading a lot about Jordan Peterson and just about you know like his gender politics, blah blah blah. So I've been thinking a lot about how different pieces of culture, different pieces of art how they age in well and how they don't age well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because something that was like perfectly acceptable in the 60s or the 50s or something mm-hmm. would be viewed now and we'd be like, oh, this is... Yeah, I was just reading a thing about how like the original Mary Poppins book was like, it had a chapter that was like pretty deep into like stereotypes of like all other cultures other than like British so then when they came out with, like, a new version of it this year, they just took that chapter out. Like, no explanation, just took it out. And so then people were like, is that really the right way to deal with it? Like, it's definitely problematic. Like, we shouldn't just pretend it's not. But, like, should we just take it out? So, yeah. Right. And, and yeah, the, the whole conversation about, like, censorship, I think, is another thing entirely. But, but I was just like, well, Selfie came out when? Like, 2000 and... 2014 right four years ago four years and now it's 2018 it hasn't even been half a decade decade Mm -hmm. yet but yet i'm thinking about this episode and just within the span of this conversation i'm just like what if this episode was made today because i think if there we've talked about this in the past do you think that the age difference between henry higgins and eliza doolittle is important is it important like do i think it's worth keeping is it worth preserving yeah i feel like no it's not important because i feel like their like kind of class and experience differences are really what drives it you know but i feel like henry's age in both situations does it just makes him see the world differently and so in that sense, I feel like it matters, but I do feel like it's probably a more extreme difference than it needs to be. I would say like for Pygmalion and My Fair Lady, I think class differences were more of a thing. Yeah, well, yeah. But for Selfie, it's, I don't know, this is like the United States, I guess, also in yeah. 2014. I don't think class differences are really playing a role. Yeah, true. So then it's more 
it's more honestly driven on like differences in personality and differences in age. Right. But if if the age really is a factor that we are going to be taking into account for all iter- mm-hmm. iterations possibly of selfie, I think then that element of just like, oh, like I come from like a slightly different, well, not slightly, like a, mm-hmm. an entirely different generation. Yeah, I mean, he talks about being in a what, different like, generation. Like f- f- yeah. 15 years, right? Yeah, uh, 15 years, yeah. Because I think, here, here's what I, this is my sort of, this is sort of my perestroika of the episode <laughs> okay, perestroika. Yeah, go, go. What happens is she's just like, oh, Henry, like I, I need you to help me with this mm-hmm. problem. There's not really anyone else I can turn to. He's sort of like lending her a helping hand. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's been such a strong emphasis, especially because of like the Me Too movement, et cetera, about like female empowerment this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think also tying it into the whole millennial thing, mm-hmm. I think that there is a potential rejigging of this episode where Henry, instead of being like, here, I've done everything for you. I've created this fun little, like, mm-hmm. color-coded folder thing. Just being like, Eliza, you're on the internet all the time. Mm-hmm. You can figure this out on your own. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a montage of her going to, like, how, you know, how stuff works. Dot com. I don't know. Just, <laughs> yeah. And then she figures it out. Mm-hmm. Because, because I think a big part of, like, being in the cohort that we are a part of is like the internet exists and if you want to do anything you can do it yeah yeah no that's yeah and i I guess i didn't really even think about that that much that like maybe to an audience today it would seem like okay like you don't need this guy to come in and like fix your whole life for you like you just need to handle your business you know so yeah, I feel like there's got there's got to be somewhere that's in between, you know, like Henry playing a role because I feel like mm-hmm. that was nice, and I think honestly, like the nicest thing about it is like the non-judgmental way he went about it is that he wasn't like, "Ah, oh, you're such a disaster." Like I came in, you know. The the redeeming factor is him being just like, "You're not you're not like a mess. You're you're in your twenties," which I. I mean, that's, I would say, useful advice for me, personally. <laughs> yeah, I feel like preserving that aspect of, like, Henry being non-judgmental and supportive. But, yeah, like, giving Eliza a little bit more of her own, yeah, being being more empowered in that, that she played a role in it. Because it's, it's not, like, agency, necessarily. Because she, she utilizes her agency by approaching Henry for help. <laughs> and having him do it for her. Correct. Yeah. Which, I using your resources, that's what you got to do. But definitely, yeah, there's definitely kind of a kind of a vibe to it. Like him just coming in and, and doing everything for her. I mean, it is just really interesting just being like, within the span of four years, how has our conception of like pop yeah. culture changed? I mean, I've, yeah. Because there's been some specific references and stuff that haven't aged well, but like also just the way people interact with each other, I feel like we we view it differently now. Yeah, and and I I think that we don't we we've talked about it a little bit, but I don't think we've talked about it maybe enough as far as um, selfie being sort of like an artifact of 2014. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that there's watching it now. 
I'm like brought back to that time a little bit. Much. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you wouldn't think there's that much difference, but I think especially like with the internet and everything, culture and what's considered like okay changes very quickly. And I'll say for just to reveal my, I think more often than not for the better. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it just, yeah, just different. Well, that, that was my thing. That was your thing? So. Well, I talked about I the mean, title, which very I worked clearly in. was my thing. <laughs> I I have something else to talk about, but I feel like I'm really dominating. I feel like I dominate a lot of our episodes. I would like to leave room for a female voice. Oh, so kind, so kind. Okay, so do you want me to start with what I was thinking of then? Yeah, and I can save mine for maybe next ep- next next episode or the episode after that. Over that. thanks for that thanks for giving me a chance to talk so i can do that anyway (laughs) oh well this is just what we usually talk about but if selfie had kept going this concept of like perestroika and like restructuring how could it have maybe been handled differently so it was like a true restructuring that would have led into the rest of the season rather than what I feel like actually happened, which was just, you know, we had three episodes of sort of like disconnect and now they're just back to where they were before. Because even is, the ending scene with them like on the elevator, like joking, like it's just very much like they're just back where they were before. That is a brilliant question. Thank you. And sort of really in the spirit of what these episodes are supposed to be. Um, I do have an answer though. Okay, go. Because the structure of these episodes has always been Henry helps Eliza. Mm -hmm. So I think the obvious perestroika is that something takes place in which all of a sudden Eliza has to be the one that helps Henry. And it also sort of works as a, if this is sort of a mid-season, this is pretty close to the end of, of what the first half of the season would have been, 13 episodes. So I think it helps set the stage for what the next uh, set of episodes kind of follows. If it had been 22 episodes, this would have been the mid-season. I mean, this, is, this isn't this is the mid-season finale necessarily, uh, but it happens close enough to the mid-season finale that I think it's a cool, it's like a really interesting way of like setting the stage for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tricky. I think I think one way of doing it would be like uh, Henry realizes that he suffers. He's not great at like relationships and doing things socially. Mm-hmm. And I think we're also coincidentally or like it. it this fits kind of neatly. Eliza is entering into a healthy relationship with freddie it, it seems mm, like things mm-hmm. are going kind of well and i think that place that puts her in a good place more of like in a position of authority to be like well here are ways that you can maybe not botch things like with <laughs> julia though she botched it yeah kind of yeah yeah so i guess like a real a real restructuring would be like a reversal so that henry kind of becomes the student which I feel like we've seen like little moments of that, but yeah, I think it always reverts back to Henry helps to fix Eliza, which is exactly what happened in this episode, as we just like went right back to 
where we were before. Uh-huh, exactly. I mean, I think I think potentially, I'm just not sure how many episodes you could milk out of the premise of Eliza helping Henry on social media. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a one episode like, thing. I think, the, like, two at the most. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it, it would have to be more of, like, an overarching, like, you know, Henry finds out that, like, nobody likes him. You know what I mean? Which almost happened with, like, the whole peer review thing, but, like, it was only Charlie. Oh, well, I think I think it could even have been not people necessarily giving him bad reviews, but giving him high reviews and being like very hardworking, almost like an automaton. Mm. Like I enjoy mm. his robotic demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. like if Siri was a handsome Korean, man, <laughs> uh, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like. And then he's like, "Whoa, these are these are good," but also like, I think I think then there's the realization that like, oh, I I don't think I like the things that people are saying about me. Mm-hmm. It's I'm I'm successful, mm-hmm. but is that really the important thing? Could I maybe have like an 85, but like myself more as a person? Yeah, or the, or there's like categories, you know. So like in work related categories, he gets really high scores, and then there's one that's about like do you want to hang out with this person or like warmth or something like that right which is something that sam saperstein would like put on the peer review sheet 100 percent. yeah i feel like he would so it'd be like he'd have like a 55 percent in that category and so then he needs to like get eliza to help him because he's like nobody wants to hang out with me and it's bringing down my score and also i didn't realize that no one wanted to hang out with me so yeah i feel like that would be an opportunity to like use parts of this episode but like make it more of an actual change, like flip around. Do you like that I'm just like a floating disembodied head right now? Yeah, yeah. Do you just like not have any lights on and it just gets darker because it's dark outside? This is how people in the Middle Ages podcast it, okay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's very authentic. Uh, Yeah, anything else we want to talk about, about Perestroika? I mean, I I really, I think one of the most important things about the ways that we've been like perestroika in this episode is that I think that the pieces, I think that to me, and this is probably far and away from what the actual definition is. I think one of the important aspects of restructuring is that you're still using existing elements. Okay. Yeah. And so I think, I think it's cool that like you and I have both sort of been taking what's actually taking place in this episode mm-hmm. and and like Lego blocks or something like yeah. reconfiguring them. Yeah, and I think I think there's a lot there to work with, but I think you brought up a good point that like the way that this episode actually ended is a little unsatisfying, I feel like, because you're thinking like this is going to be a change if you've looked up what the word perestroika means, I guess. And then it was just kind of more of the same of like Henry being the one who knows everything and Eliza just having to be like, ah, yes, you do know everything. Thanks for saving me, you know. Well, I remember to bring it up next, next week. Oh, actually, you know what? We're going to have to take a break at some point. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking we, sh- we could talk about this in the outro, but I feel like we should take Christmas off. I don't want to compete with baby Jesus, you know. Who? Baby Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to take... <laughs> I can't re- release an episode on Christmas. So yeah, just say it now. Just say it now. Do you like not have lights in your room? It's actually like a little weird. What's weird about it? 
I can only see your head. Yes. It's weird. Yes, you have lights. Okay. Well, just say what you're going to say about this episode. No, bring it up next. No, next just say time. it now. Just say next it now. Next year. The whole thing? Yeah. But it's a conversation. I think it's like it's like a discussion topic. It's That's just, okay. Well, uh, you can tease it now and then we'll talk about it more later, but I'll remember it because it will be in this episode. Okay. So one thing to remember to one thing okay okay so one thing to look forward to next next episode which will probably come out in 2019 if i'm looking forward into the future accurately is very 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 briefly touched on this so in in terms in terms of like casting there's a lot to be said for colorblind casting where it's just like Oh, um, this the person in this role could literally be like any ethnicity because there's nothing sort of like specific about them that would preclude them from being like a different race other than white. Okay. Which is great because a lot of roles, in fact, inhabit that space. Yes. So we're talking about if this was a selfie revival. Well, but but what I'm also saying is, um, I think that. In some media, it always seems a little disingenuous to have people of color or, or people from a number of different like walks of life that don't necessarily conform to like the what the media would say is the standard and not have that play a larger part in who they are, who their character is or how they act or what they do. Um, and, and I think that there are little glimpses of this, like, um, there's that thing, <laughs> there's that article that Sam Saperstein <laughs> brings up about how, like, Asian men like to be kissed on the mouth. Yes, in yeah. bit, Which is, it's like, episode one. First episode, pilot. Yeah. Um, and how, like, uh, Henry also likes K-pop, mm-hmm. it turns out, mm-hmm. in addition to Blues Traveler. Yeah. But I, I, if, if Henry, if John Cho's character, Henry, was in fact raised by, like, um, Korean immigrant parents, or even if he's like third generation, I yeah. think that has like a pretty significant impact on like mm-hmm. how you navigate the world. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean like, but so I I'm just interested in having a conversation about like how would we like if this is something that we would like to see, how would we like to see it come out? Or I mean, and and the thing is. I don't think it can ever be like a strong focal point of the show because there's already so many other things going on. Yeah, yeah. But it would be nice to have it uh, crop up just just every now and then. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, yeah, we'll talk more about this at some point in the future. But I do feel like we were talking about like the age difference and like how that plays a role. I feel like if you went a different direction with the show, the emphasis could have been more on like personality differences but also cultural differences you know rather than making it about his age you know so i feel like that kind of it could i think it could have played more of a role in the show than it did i mean and and this is sort of like a closing note and again this is all like a tease so we're talking about it for a little too long um in addition to being a proofreader at harlequin my girlfriend (laughs) is also in town my i'm the proofreader she's in town um and i was talking to my granddad about it and my granddad told this whole story about like one of his sons one of my uncles like dated a white woman and like it didn't work out and sort of the moral of that story was that like white people are different from us because we're filipino and we have filipino culture (laughs) and i was just like 
Huh. So that was his hmm. that was his wisdom to you? Yes. It's not technically wrong. They are technically <laughs> two different cultures. But I just it really really uh, it tickled me. Did you have anything <laughs> No, it's you're just making a connection. It's directly connected. It's not like this yeah. is apropos of nothing. I didn't say it was. <laughs> okay, well, it just seems like you're really putting me on the spot. You're putting me on blast I... for that little... <laughs> I don't feel like I put you on blast. <laughs> I don't feel like I very, I very rarely put you on blast, honestly. That's true. Okay, <laughs> this has been the episode. Uh, I think we talked about some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about some cool stuff. Okay, yeah. so Evan's going to start an outro now. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you want to end the episode proper? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Breaking news. That's what we're going to share with our listeners in this outro. Oh, okay. <laughs> some breaking news. What? What is it? Or really, just like news updates. Uh, what they need to know as we enter into the holiday season. Yes as far as this podcast is concerned. Yeah, so next week, next Tuesday, is Christmas. So we will take... No, it's not. It is. 100% it isn't. No, when this comes out, it will be Tuesday. Oh! The 18th. Right, I forgot that we record these a week in advance. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not just making things up. Anyway, yes, so at the time that you are hearing this, next Tuesday will be Christmas. So we'll take that week off. You can go back and listen to old episodes if you want to. Reminisce, you know, if that's what you want to do on Christmas. You can do that. And we are releasing an episode on January 1st. Yeah, January 1st. Ring in the new year with a new episode, the recap of episode 12. Which is called? On New Year's Day, we will be releasing our recap of episode 12, which is called Stick in the Mud. In that episode... Henry and Freddie have... Fisticuffs. I don't know if I would describe it as fisticuffs, but they have... I have zero recollection of this episode. I don't know what happens in it, if I'm being perfectly honest. They have... uh, (laughs) They have some tense interactions. Basically, Henry doesn't want to admit that he is older than Freddie. But he definitely is. But he is, yeah. And also, we meet Eliza's sister. What? Yeah. Who plays her? Someone with red hair. I don't know. Amy Adams. It's not Amy Adams. Good guess, though. So that will be our recap, which will be coming out on January 1st, 2019. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. And just happy days off or other observances. Yes, a very happy days off and other observances to you as well. Follow us on Twitter. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter. At SelfieValPod. Send us an email. Uh, selfievaluationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's it. Just keep listening to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>